ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد تريدن وبيجن the Iman in the Prophets and Messengers. Previously we've done now the Iman in Allah, the Iman in the Angels, the Iman in the Books. And so today we begin Iman in the Prophets and Messengers. Firstly then, in the Arabic language, what does the word Nabi actually mean? The word Nabi, which we translate as Prophet, what does the word Nabi actually mean in the Arabic language? One of the possible derivations of this word is from An-Naba. An-Naba, which means Al-Khabar. قال تعالى عما يتساءلون عن النبأ العظيم So one of the derivations for the word Nabi is النبأ which means to inform and to bring about some news and information وإنما سمي النبي نبيا لأنه مخبر ومخبر so the Prophet is somebody who himself is informed and he then informs others. What is the Prophet himself informed with? What comes to him? <coughs> the revelation. He then goes and informs and spreads that, disseminates that amongst the people. فَاللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى يُخْبِرُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs and reveals to the prophets and then they disseminate that and inform the people. So that is one of the possible meanings of the word Nabi in the Arabic language. One of its derivations. Another one, Another one of its forms, another one of its types or derivations is from An-Nabwa. An-Nabwa. An-Nabi from An-Nabwa. And that means something which is elevated and high. In the Arabic language, An-Nabwa indicate something elevated and high. <coughs> and in the Arabic language, it may be referred to something which is a higher up point on the ground, something you could use as a signpost. So indicating something elevated and raised. So that is obvious when we talk about the word Nabi, because the Anbiya, the Nabi is someone who is of course elevated and raised. 
somebody elevated and raised in rank. So that is the second possible derivation of the word Nabi. The first was that it comes from An-Naba, which means to inform and to give news. So the prophets are the ones who receive that information, that revelation from Allah, then they give that information and disseminate it to the people. That is one derivation of the word Nabi, to be informed and to inform. The second was from An-Nabwa, which indicates something elevated and raised. And so that is obvious, the prophets, they are indeed elevated and raised in their rank and their station. Then, the meaning of the word Ar-Rasul, because we have Nabi, and we have Rasul, in English, Messenger. Nabi, in English, typically Prophet, and Rasul, in English, typically Messenger. So what is <coughs> the meaning of Rasul? That is, of course, derived from the meaning of Al-Irsal, sending the messengers, they are the ones who are sent by Allah, given that message by Allah, sent to the people to call and to direct the people to the truth. So they are the Rusul, the messengers, the ones sent with that message to the people. The question now then of course is, The question of course and obviously is <coughs> what is the difference between a prophet and a messenger? And the prophets weren't? That definition there is probably the most widespread amongst the people, the most well-recognized differentiation between prophets and messengers. To say that, of course, prophets and messengers were both given revelation, but that the messengers were commanded to go out and disseminate it, whereas the prophets were not. That is often mentioned, often quoted, often stated in the books and various places, that prophets and messengers were both given revelation, 
but the messengers were commanded to go out and preach publicly to the people, whereas the prophets did not have that type of mission. That is a well-recognized definition. However, there are scholars who have highlighted that this definition is likely not the most accurate. There are scholars, the muhaqqiqoon as they say, those who have analyzed this in detail, they have concluded that this definition is likely not the most accurate. And that there are more precise ways to distinguish between prophets and messengers. They say because it would not really hold to say that prophets were given revelation but not commanded to go out and disseminate and preach publicly. That would not really hold. How could it be that the prophets were given revelation but not told to go out and publicly disseminate and preach? So there must be something else. What else could there be? There are a few factors that would differentiate between a messenger and a prophet. Yes, we've said both receive revelation. However, the type of revelation they receive differs. Messengers receive new revelation. Messengers receive new revelation. Prophets receive the same revelation as the previous messenger. So like we said, how many prophets were there? We mentioned this briefly in the past. A hundred and twenty-four thousand mentioned how many messengers? Three hundred and ten odd. So you can see the big difference in numbers. If you think about those numbers now, then the way it would work in a historical timeline is that you have a messenger, there was only three hundred and odd messengers throughout history, which means they would have been spread out throughout history. Every now and again, there was a messenger. In between, there were many prophets. So if you have like a timeline, you have a messenger, then prophets, 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 messenger, prophets, 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 messenger. Messenger, the messenger gets new revelation. Then those prophets that come after him, they will come throughout history now with the same revelation as the last closest messenger. And they will simply have the task of conveying that message and renewing that message and bringing the people back to that message, to that sharia. Until the next messenger then arrives, 
he will have a new sharia and then the prophets who come after him will all be given that sharia to revive and they'll continue reviving that sharia until the next messenger comes he'll be given new sharia the prophets who come after will be given that sharia now to revive that is one difference the scholars have mentioned messengers always were given a new sharia whereas prophets were not given new legislation they were given the same as the previous messengers to revive it and to uh, renew it amongst the people and call the people back to it that would be one difference messengers had new revelation prophets were sent to reiterate that previous revelation another point of differentiation would be in regards to the people they were sent to it is mentioned by Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and others from the muhaqqiqun from those who analyzed into this affair in detail they said it can be noted that the type of people they were sent to were different between messengers and prophets <coughs> messengers were sent to people who were on the whole on the whole in opposition to tawhid and that messenger and he was now coming to to spread that tawhid amongst them to take them out of that shirk and to bring them back to the religion whereby in their current state the masses were in opposition to tawhid were upon shirk so there was a much more severe conflict and a much more severe task for messengers and those people much more severe opposition from those people whereas the prophets who come afterwards they will now be sent to people who are the offspring and the follow on from that generation who were met with the with the messenger so now that revelation has already been established by that messenger and so the main core of the conflict has been dealt with with that messenger and there are now believers and there are people upon that truth now so for the prophets it is a far less far less uh, conflict with the people the people are far less in opposition to the prophets because they are the ones who have come from that earlier time in history where the real conflict occurred initially at the time of the messenger coming with the new revelation so generally the types of people messengers were sent to great degrees of opposition whereas prophets were now sent to people where there was a far lesser and fewer numbers of people or a degree of opposition that is another difference they mention regarding prophets and messengers
But the difference about prophets not being commanded to go and disseminate, but messengers being commanded, they do not accept that. These scholars do not accept that. They say it is not conceivable to claim that prophets were given revelation, but not commanded to go out and preach on a full public level amongst the people. Here, uh, it is mentioned, لا يصح قول من ذهب إلى أنه لا فرق بين الرسول والنبي there is an opinion of some scholars that there is no difference between a Nabi and a Rasul. That is not really an accepted opinion. That is an opinion of some, but it is not an accepted opinion. And there are many evidences to indicate that this is not a correct opinion. One of those would be the fact that there are narrations telling us about the numbers of the prophets and the numbers of the messengers. And they are clearly two distinct numbers. A hundred and twenty-four thousand prophets mentioned, and three hundred and ten odd messengers mentioned. Clearly there are two different things then. A hundred and twenty-four thousand prophets are being mentioned, and just three hundred and ten odd messengers. So clearly there is a distinction in uh, what a prophet is and what a messenger is. It is, as we said, widespread to say that the messengers were given revelation and commanded to preach it, whereas prophets were given revelation but not commanded to preach it. If that opinion was correct, and that was the accurate definition, that would mean then that every messenger is also a prophet, but not every prophet is a messenger. If that statement were to be accepted as the correct statement, and it is not. Uh, then... <coughs> As we mentioned, the most accurate opinion is that what Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah and others mentioned regarding the differences in the types of revelation, the differences in the types of people they were sent to, and they mention a few other categories of differences too. But that is some of the main ones there. So that is the more accurate way to define the Prophet and the Messenger in terms of those types of affairs, not about being commanded to preach it or not. They were all commanded to go out and preach it. Then after that, what is the importance of Iman in the prophets and messengers? The importance is that it is a pillar of Iman that Allah has informed us of in the Qur'an, that it is a pillar, a foundation of Iman. And that whomsoever does not believe in them, then it is kufr. The one who does not believe in the prophets and the messengers. Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَمَن يَكْفُرْ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُولِهِ 
واليوم الآخر فقد ضل ضلالا بعيدا النساء 136 that he the one who does not believe in Allah and in his angels and in his books and in his messengers and in the day of judgment then he has gone astray a tremendous amount meaning indicating kufr a person who disbelieves in those pillars of iman and one of them mentioned in the quran clearly is the iman in the prophets and the messengers It is also a point to note which is often mentioned that our iman in the prophets and messengers it is an absolute iman in all of the prophets and messengers and we do not distinguish between any of the prophets and messengers rather we have iman in all of them 124,000 prophets and 310 odd messengers. Do we know all of their names? Do we know all of their details? We do not. We do not know all of their names. We do not know all of their details. But that goes back to what we mentioned before regarding the angels and the books. That there are two ways to think about the iman here one is al iman al mujmal and then al iman al mufassal a general level of iman and a specific level of iman in the general level of iman of course we believe in all of the prophets and messengers and we do not distinguish or reject any of the prophets and messengers out believe in all of them then the specific level of iman in them is that the ones whose names and histories and details we know of then we believe in those names and histories and details specifically too so the stories of the various prophets and messengers we are aware of and the names of the various prophets and messengers we are aware of then we must have iman in them by name and believe what the quran has informed us of them in particular and specific but as for the ones and there are many whom allah has not narrated to us anything about then we have the general level of iman that there were messengers and there were prophets who were sent to all of these different people to all of the different nations and the ayah for that the evidence for that wala qad ba'athna fi kulli ummatin rasula an i'budullaha wa ijtanibut taghut allah told us that indeed we sent to every nation a messenger preaching an i'budullaha wa ijtanibut taghut worship your lord alone upon tawhid and abstain from the false deities so that is an indication of all of these different prophets and messengers that were sent and we do not differentiate or distinguish between any of them we believe in all of them whereas <coughs> if you look at the other religions 
They do exactly that. They distinguish and differentiate between the prophets and messengers. And they do not accept them all. So for example, the Jews, they do not accept, for example, Isa alayhi salam or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. And when you look at the Christians, for example, they do not accept Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But as a Muslim, the one upon Islam, then we accept and we have iman in all of the prophets and messengers, including Isa alayhi salam, as they say, Jesus, including Musa alayhi salam, as they say, Moses, including Ibrahim alayhi salam, as they say, Abraham, including Nuh alayhi salam, as they say, Noah, all of the prophets and messengers, we have iman in them. All of them were sent with the revelation, the same revelation, the revelation of tawheed, of calling their people to monotheism, not calling them to shirk, not calling them to the worship of anyone else besides Allah. In the Quran, it tells us the example of Isa alayhi salam, that it will be said to him, it will be said to Isa alayhi salam, Allah will say to him on the day of judgment, أَأَنْتَ قُلْتَ لِلنَّاسِ اتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهِينِ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Did you say to the people to take you and your mother Mary as two gods besides Allah? Did you say that? And Isa alayhi salam will say, Subhanaka. That may you be removed from any deficiency, any shortcoming of this nature, of this type of speech from me, I would not say, except that what I have a right to say in. And so Isa salam will declare his innocence from all of this speech regarding himself, Mary, whatever else is said. He will declare his innocence of all of that. He called the people to Tawheed. All of this trinity, the trinity and everything else that exists, it was not something that existed at his time. That was invented by the other Saint Paul and whomsoever. It was not something ever preached by Isa alayhi salam. So they all called to the Tawheed of Allah, and they did not call to the worship of others besides Allah. So then, in regards to the numbers, we have the hadith, or there are some narrations that speak about the numbers of the prophets and the messengers. There is a narration from Abu Dhar, عن أبي Dhar, قال قلت يا رسول الله كم المرسلون <coughs> He said I said O messenger of Allah How many were the messengers قال ثلاثمائة وبضعة عشر جما غفيرا 310 odd a group significantly a significant group 310 odd 
وَقَالَ مَرَّهُ خَمْسَةَ عَشَرَةَ In one time, 315 it mentions in one narration. قَالَ أَبُوْ ذَرْ قُلْتُ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ كَمْ وَفَاءَ عِدَّةِ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ قَالْ مِئَةُ أَلْفُ وَأَرْبَعَ وَعِشْرُونَ أَلْفًا Then he asked about the prophets, and the Prophet ﷺ said, 124,000. So there are some narrations that indicate those numbers. Like we said, we do not know of the names of all of those prophets and messengers. We do not have details of all of those prophets and messengers. Allah told us in the Qur'an, وَرُسُولًا قَدْ قَصَصْنَاهُمْ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ قَبْلُ وَرُسُولًا لَمْ نَقْصُصْهُمْ عَلَيْكَ that the messengers, messengers whom we narrated to you about from before, and messengers whom we did not narrate to you about. So there are certainly messengers and prophets from all of those that we do not have their names and their details. And that is told, or we are told of that fact in the Qur'an itself. Amen. The question that arises now is, how many of the prophets and the messengers are mentioned in the Qur'an? So how many prophets and messengers are mentioned in the Qur'an? Twenty-five. So, ذكر الله في كتابه خمسة وعشرين نبيا ورسولا. Allah mentioned in the Quran twenty-five prophets and messengers. فذكر في مواضع متفرقة in various places. Allah mentioned Adam and Hud and Salih. And Shu'ib, and Ismail, and Idris, and Dhul Kifl, and Muhammad, Various ayat, various places they are mentioned. How many in that list there? Adam, and Hud, and Salih, and Shu'ib, and Ismail, and Idris, and Dhul Kifl, and Muhammad. That's... Eight. Then we have an ayah in Surah Al-An'am which mentions all together in one place 18 names. وَذَكَرَ ثَمَانِيَةَ عَشَرَ مِنْهُمْ فِي مَوْضِعٍ وَاحِدٍ فِي سُورَةِ الْأَنْعَامِ all together in one place. In Surah Al-An'am, from Ayah 83 to 86, then there are 18 mentioned together. وَتِلْكَ حُجَّتُنَا آتَيْنَاهَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ نَرْفَعُ دَرَجَاتٍ مَنْ نَشَاءٍ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ حَكِيمٌ عَلِيمٌ وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ إِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبٌ 
كُلًّا هَدَيْنَا وَنُوحًا هَدَيْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِهِ دَاوُودَ وَسُلَيْمَانَ وَأَيُّوبَ وَيُوسُفَ وَمُوسَى وَهَارُونَ وَكَذَلِكَ نَجْزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَزَكَرِيَّا وَيَحْيَى وَعِيسَى وَإِلْيَاسِ كُلٌّ مِّنَ الصَّالِحِينَ وَإِسْمَاعِيلَ وَالْيَسَعَ وَيُونُسَ وَلُوطٌ وَلُوطًا وَكُلًّا فَضَّلْنَا عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ So now you can see in this particular ayah you have 18 names mentioned together <clears throat> from all of those prophets and messengers only how many of them are considered to be of the lineage of arab how many of them are considered to be from the lineage of being arab and how many non arab so you say zero are considered from these mentioned how many of them are considered from the lineage or to be of arab background and how many of them otherwise you say none of them were arab anybody else with any answers the ayah surah al-an'am an'am 83 have a look surah al-an'am 83 Any other answers then? From all of those mentioned there, 25 independent names, 25 of the prophets and men- messengers mentioned, only four are considered of the Arab background and all of the rest are not. Which of the four from them If we mention all of the list again which of the four are considered to be arab and the rest are not adam hud salih shuaib ismail idris zulkifl muhammad and then ibrahim ishaq yaqub some repeats ishaq yaqub nuh Dawood, Sulaiman, Ayyub, Yusuf, Musa, Harun, Zakariya, Yahya, Isa, Ilyas, Ismail, Yasa', Al-Yasa', Yunus, Lut. From all of those, Ismail, Muhammad, Salih, Shuaib, 
Salih, Shu'aib, Ismail, and Muhammad. So here, it is mentioned, min haula al-khamsa wal-ishreen, arba'a min al-arab, faqad jaa'a fi hadithi Abi Dhar, fi dhikri al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen, minhum arba'a min al-arab. Salih, Shu'aib, Muhammad, <coughs> Hud also. And yes, you're right about how the lineage that comes on the side of Ismail then is considered to be from the side of the Arab lineage, whereas Ishaq for Bani Israel. But from the ones mentioned in the narration from above that, then it is Hud and Salih, Shu'aib and uh, Muhammad Sallallahu They say here in reference to those who came before Ismail. Yani Al-Arab Al-Aribah Wa'amma Al-Arab Al-Musta'arabah فَهُمْ مِنْ وَلَدِ إِسْمَعِيلِ بِنْ إِبْرَاهِيمَ الْخَلِيلِ فَهُود أَنْ صَالِحْ كَانَا مِنَ الْعَرَبِ الْعَارِبَةِ So they say, like you could say, the, the origin of the Arabs, the, don't want to say the word original, but the initial stage of the Arabs, then it is what's mentioned there, Hud and Salih and Shu'ayb. And then, and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi of course, and then after that, what comes from the lineage of Ismail further on, Arab too, but they are recognized in a different category. So the four mentioned in the narration are Hud and Salih, Shu'aib and Muhammad, <coughs> as the four uh, mentioned of the lineage of Arab. Then, Al-Anbiya, الَّذِينَ سَبَقَ ذِكْرُهُمْ مَذْكُورُونَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ بِأَسْمَائِهِمْ وَهُنَا بَعْضُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ أَشَارَ الْقُرْآنِ إِلَى نُبُوَّتِهِمْ لَكِنَّنَا لَا نَعْرِفُ أَسْمَاءَهُمْ وَهُمْ الْأَسْبَاطِ There are some prophets that the Qur'an indicated to, alluded to, but didn't mention by name specifically, and they are known as the Asbat. Wal Asbat hum awladu Yaqub. And they are basically the lineage of Yaqub, the, the, the sons of Yaqub. Waqad kanu ithni ashara rajulan, and they were twelve men. Arrafna, arrafna al Quranu bismi wahidin minhum wa huwa. From those twelve, we've been given the name of one in the Qur'an, and that was Yusuf. وَالْبَاقِي وَعَدَدُهُمْ أَحَدَ عَشَرَ رَجُلًا لَمْ يُعْرِفْنَ اللَّهُ بِأَسْمَائِهِمْ وَلَكِنَّهُ أَخْبَرَنَا بِأَنَّهُ أَوْحَى إِلَيْهِمْ قَالَ تَعَالَى قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا أُنْزِلَ إِلَيْنَا وَمَا أُنْزِلَ إِلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطَ and you'll hear that term often mentioning Al-Asbat. 
So that is something mentioned in the Quran as well, and that is an indication to prophets that they were also prophets. There is a chart that some of the scholars have produced indicating a loose family tree type of chart indicating how the lineages occur. So it is mentioned of course at the top is Adam and then below that not directly, not directly but in the lineage. Then comes according to some scholars and disputed by others and not accepted, they say the next one to come after Adam was Idris. Some mention that it was Idris. Of course it is disputed because others they say it was of course Nuh But that is something mentioned by them, Idris and Nuh. And then going much further down that line it would be Ibrahim salam, and then from Ibrahim salam, there is of course Ismail and then Ishaq and from Ishaq is well Ya'qub and then Ya'qub and then there is Yusuf and then that is yes the Bani Israel that comes on that side. Uh, then also from the lineage of Ibrahim in a different direction comes Shu'ayb from the Al-Asbat, from that lineage comes Musa and Harun. From the lineage of Harun, further on comes Ilyas and Al-Yasa'. From one of the other Asbat, remember there were 12 men in that lineage. Another one of those lines comes Dawood and Sulaiman. From Sulaiman, Zakaria and Yahya. And from Sulaiman, further on Isa. So these are just some possible trees as we say that some of the scholars have deduced and they've come up with. Then, and possibly from the next time, we will start to discuss some of the names of the prophets that are disputed. It is differed over as to whether they were in fact prophets or not. Whether they were prophets or not is disputed. So that is where we'll begin, inshaAllah ta'ala, from the next time. We'll round off on that for now then. The prayer is arriving. Any questions up to there? Absolutely. So these people or sects who actually believe in the prophet but inadvertently don't believe or don't follow the, the hadith when actually you can relate to them? Mm. No, that's another issue. Giving somebody da'wah, explaining to them the sunnah. <coughs> if they don't follow aspects of the sunnah because of their deviance and their misguidance and their misinterpretation, that doesn't dictate kufr. We can't say, therefore, they've rejected this revelation, they've rejected the Prophet Muhammad. You can't say it like that. That is misinterpretation, whatever it may be. 
misguidance, you give them da'wah, they are accepting of the messenger, they are accepting of the revelation, but it is a mistake on their part that they have misunderstanding regarding certain aspects of the revelation. So we'll round off on that then. In two weeks time, inshallah, we'll start with the names of some of the prophets and in particular some of the names that are differed over as to whether they were prophets or not. Inshallah.